building. My niece, the man said. You've got to help my niece. He grabbed Joe, his grip surprisingly strong. Trish, the man said. Then Joe saw the little girl. She was in the back, not really big enough for the seatbelt. She had slipped out of it and was on the roof, now the floor, with silent tears streaming down her face. Joe said with forced calm, Come on, honey, give me your hand. She had huge, saucer-wide blue eyes, and she was maybe about seven or eight and just small for her age, he decided. Trish, he said firmly, give me your hand. He sighed with relief when she did so. He managed to get her out, even though she had to crawl over broken glass on the way. As soon as he had her in his arms, someone from the milling crowd rushed forward. Get the hell out of here now, buddy, the man who took the child told him. The car's gonna blow. There's a man in the car, Joe said. He's dead. No, Joe said. He's alive. He talked to me. Joe was dimly aware that the air was alive with sirens, that evening was turning to night. He was fully aware of the fact that he didn't have much time left. Trish, the man in the car said. It's all right. She's out. She's safe. Now get ready because I'm releasing your seatbelt. You've got to try to help me. He did his best to support the guy's weight after he released the seatbelt, but it was a struggle. An upside-down crushed car didn't allow for a lot of leeway, especially when it was about to explode. But he got the man out. He could only pray that he hadn't worsened his pain or any broken bones. Help me! He roared once he had the man away from the car. The same good Samaritan who had taken the child came rushing up. Together, they started to half-drag and half-carry the man from the wreckage. Just in time. The car exploded, flames leaping high over the FDR. They would have been easily seen over in Brooklyn and probably even halfway across Manhattan. The blast was hot and powerful. He felt it like a huge hot hand that lifted him, the victim, and his fellow rescuer and tossed them a dozen feet so that they crashed down hard on the asphalt. The next thing he knew, there was a young EMT hunkered down in front of him. He tried to struggle up. Take it easy. Don't move until we're sure you haven't broken something, sir, the med tech said. There's nothing broken. I'm good, Joe told him. The guy who helped me. He's being taken care of. The man in the car. I think he was hurt pretty bad, Joe said. The med tech was silent for a minute. You did a good thing, he said very softly. But that man... He died on impact, sir. Broken neck. Joe had his breath back. He pushed the stethoscope aside and sat up, staring at the med tech. He was alive. He spoke to me. I wouldn't even have seen the girl if he hadn't told me she was in the car. Sir, let me help you, the med tech said. You want to help me? Get me the hell out of here, Joe told him. Fast. He got home eventually, where he showered and changed, then went out into his living room and turned on the television, looking for the local news. The accident was center stage. Twelve were injured and are being given care in various area hospitals, the attractive newscaster was saying. Her face was grave. 
There was one fatality. Adam Brookfield was killed when his car flipped over the median. The medical examiner reports that Mr. Brookfield died instantly, though a heroic onlooker who fled the scene carried the man's body from the automobile just instants before the car exploded. That same man rescued Mr. Brookfield's six-year-old niece, Patricia, who is doing well at St. Vincent's Hospital where her parents are with her. The woman shifted in her chair to look into a different camera. The somber expression left her face. She smiled. Tonight's the night for the special showing of ancient Egyptian artifacts at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. All those pricey meal tickets will pay for more archaeological research right here in New York. And now... Joe no longer heard her. He was irritated. That man, Adam Brookfield, had been alive. He had spoken to Joe. Joe glanced at his watch. He had been on his way to attend tonight's fundraiser at the...